Mm-hmm. Are we already rolling? Yeah, it's already recording. Oh, okay. So I'll just, okay. yeah. Okay. You, you or me. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Gonzo Bible Study. We hope you enjoyed our welcome to 2023 kind of impromptu yes. fasting session we did last <laughs> week. Um, you know, it's, yeah. been, it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. Uh, as far as getting getting ourselves into into a mode of a new year and you know grasping hold of the vision God would have us for, have for this year, uh, we have a lot of awesome things coming coming about and coming down the pike. You may have seen announcements about the documentary feature we're working on and yes. all those things. We hope that uh, if you're in the local area and want to be a, a participate in that and know the subject matter and all that, please contact us through the website no, just had we just um, had a hit on that too just already mm-hmm. people are responding yeah that's true yeah so that's already a, people that's getting great... registered so uh we're looking forward to that uh, and sharing sharing with y'all some of some of our heritage because that 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 story actually ties directly into us um and so we we thank you for being a part of the gonzo bible study we thank you for joining dad and i and pastor clark and i as, as we as we do these little vignettes and little little episodes uh we hope they're blessing you uh yes. and you know, today we just want to talk about what it means to have a a vision for the new year that's steeped in Christ. Amen. Um, and what we're going to go here into Philippians, and I'm going to let right. Pastor Clark kick us off there. We are praying, and we have been uh, before each broadcast. We pray, uh, praying for you, and mm-hmm. we hope that you'll pray for us. We appreciate that. Uh, those of you that believe in the power of prayer and practice uh, that discipline, then please do add the Gonzo Bible study and, and our respective ministries to your prayer list. We yeah, appreciate thank you very that. Much. And and as we do, because our desire is to lift the word, that was our prayer today, that the word of God would be touching lives uh, and grabbing hold of folks where it counts. Because yeah. even though we're just days into the new year, uh, some folks are struggling. Yeah. Some folks are struggling. And, and some consider it a bit of nonsense, perhaps, all this resolutions and so forth. But let's, let's look at some. Let's get into some meat here and put some meat on our table. And, and Paul, as he speaks to the, the church of Philippi, we call it the, the letter to the Philippians. Uh, this was the crown of his ministry, and, and, and Paul loved these folks. These folks had stood with him through the thick and the thin of it, and he had been a blessing to them. They were certainly a rich blessing mm-hmm. uh, to his ministry and we're thankful uh, for those of you that uh, that may be ministers or in the ministry uh, you know that those who really follow through with their vows of support uh, and their their hospitality and just their encouragement uh, it means the world it just it really does and and uh, and we count all those things as a blessing Mm-hmm. You know, we are blessed indeed. And we want to talk about a view to a change in our lives as we go into a new year. I mean, that's always kind of the theme. Uh, we thought the thought of transformation was there, the thought of proceeding forward. Right. And so we were drawn to the third chapter uh, of Philippians. And, and let me just read the uh, verse 8 and 9 from the New Living Translation uh, as I have it here. And, and Paul, after after talking about who he was in his own right mm-hmm. as as a citizen of Rome as a Hebrew of Hebrews all that then he he presents this he he says yes everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my lord mm-hmm. for his sake i have discarded everything else 
counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ for God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Mm-hmm. And so we want to encourage your faith today. Right. We, we, we want to have a view to how, how should we walk uh, how do we? How are we transformed? How do we get a view? Well, it's all in the power of God moving in our lives through faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. So, if you take Christ out of the equation, and you see, this is when so often we challenge you to beware of of other things that may distract you, or even encourage you to turn away from what the the Holy Scriptures say, and, and especially about the person of Jesus Christ. Because if you pull that out, it's just like. You know, we've had uh, we've had some Christmas items for the kids, mm-hmm. and you know, half of those things we have batteries, right? <laughs> some included, yeah. some not included. Most and, not. And yeah, yeah. Most, <laughs> you know, and the thing about it is, uh, the, the 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 toy or whatever has such an appeal to the child, but but you know, they readily look at you and say it's not working. Right, you know, and there's a disappointment there. It's it's lifeless because the batteries aren't there. Mm-hmm. The thing that gives it power, the thing that gives it the charge, is not there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the package is all wow, and the, you know, and of course it takes an act of Congress. Well, I shouldn't go there, but it takes it <laughs> takes a lot to to even get the thing out of the package, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's this disappointment, and that you know, well, I think we go through some of that kind of in life, don't we? Yeah. Well, a lot of times, you know, and that, that's one of the things that the, the Lord's been dealing with me. When we we hear a good statement, we hear a quality proposal, we hear a a wise saying or limerick or or proverb or some kind of quote, yeah. and we say, "Man, that's that's really got some meat to it. That's really something I could." kind of focus my new year's resolution around or my my life setting around i could really kind of take that and form my worldview around it for the coming year and a lot of times we forget to look and see and parse out where's that coming from what vantage point what is the oftentimes we forget that there is a there's a person behind statements and there is a, a mode behind statements and there's a motive behind statements and intentionality behind statements. And we forget to look and see, well, where is, where is that vision steeped? What, was, what yes. were the goals of the person that authored this? What was the intent and setting in this which this was proposed? And then what are, the, what are the logical pitfalls? What are the emotional pitfalls of living life this way? What are the spiritual pitfalls of living life this way? And I think what Paul's proposing here is, he's like, I'm setting a goal to where I can be focused more on Christ and becoming, I like how in my Amplified here, as you go into that verse eight, it says that um, in the mid part of that verse, he's like, I am becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly for his sake. I am committing myself. So what, what he's saying is, is like, look, I'm, I'm becoming intimate with my knowledge of Christ. I'm becoming yes. intimate 
with the truth of the word. And what that requires, like any relationship, is it requires actually being intentional about pursuing the things of Christ, exactly. pursuing that love, exactly. acting in that love. Because see, that's just it. If, if you're in a relationship, you know, um, for instance, my wife and I, if I just told my wife every day, I love you, honey, and then did nothing to demonstrate that love and did nothing to be intentional about showing her that she is valued and nothing to be intentional about serving her as a woman and serving her as a partner and did nothing to help ease her burden. Because, see, that's one of the things we forget is we go through Scripture, and last time we were in Isaiah 58 a lot. And if yes. you look there in Isaiah 58 again and you look in there at verse 6, it talks about uh, unburdening people releasing right. people from their yoke right. as an act of love. That's the heart of fasting, and that's the heart of loving people. And that's what I think Paul's talking about here, too, is as he's becoming more intimately and deeply connected with the vision of God and, and Christ, we start seeing acts of love pouring out because, see, intimacy requires action, and it requires exactly. intentional action. It's coupled with to, to move us forward in a vision and you have to know where the vision's coming from. You have to know the origin and the testimony and the character of a vision before you can act on it properly. And then once you're acting on it, you have to mimic the character of the origin of the vision. And so what Paul is doing is he's becoming intimate with Christ so that he can properly move forward in the vision and productivity and love of Christ. And all that is faith. Exactly. Uh, because, you know, just like in the discipline of fasting or prayer mm -hmm. or whatever the other major Christian disciplines may be, if you're not doing it by faith, because, you know, there again, faith in Christ, knowing that we're, we're not apart from him, but we are in him and he is in us. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing. That's where you are either a believer or you're not a believer. Right. Uh, that's where Jesus took it to, uh, there in John 3. That's where Jesus took it to Nicodemus. When, when he said, you know, Nicodemus, you got to be born of the water and born of the Spirit. That's right. Uh, and, and that's the power, the power there because he said you must, uh, marvel not that you must be born again. That's right. John 3 and 7. And so here a very learned man, and just like Paul coming into this third chapter of Philippians, he said, you know, I have, I have lots of reasons to have confidence in my own flesh, in my own mind, my own mm -hmm. abilities because when he was when he was acting as Saul of Tarsus, uh, he he I mean you know he had the swagger he <laughs> mm -hmm. he was the man yeah. you know and he was very quickly rising the ladder oh, yeah. in the ranks. There's no doubt that by the time he had matured further in years and in processes uh, and functionality, that he would have been in the high council of the Sanhedrin, perhaps one day the chief priest. Uh, he was on his way. Uh, he was uh, he was that kind of a guy. He was aggressive. He's political. He was all that. Mm -hmm. But then on that road to Damascus, you know, Acts chapter eight or, or just chapter nine. Anyway, but mm -hmm. in the book of Acts, you got that whole chapter there talks about how he was on his way as part of that process in his own flesh, and the Lord met him, and like as bright as the midday sun, and it's the Lord dealt with him right there. And so it became a personal thing. And I think that's what it's got to be. It's got to be that personal faith you and I have in the Lord. You know, Paul says in verse 3, uh, Philippians 3 and 3, we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God 
and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. And he, there's a comma there actually because he goes on and, and talks about the fact because I myself have, co have confidence, mm -hmm. I can have confidence in the flesh because, and he gives a little bit of his pedigree, a little bit of his resume right. there. And I mean, he, he had the zeal, he had the, he had all the numbers in the right places, you know. And then turns right back around here in, in 3 <clears throat> as we get into verse 12 and 13. And he starts admitting that I'm pursuing these things. I'm pursuing this right. vision and this acquaintance and this intimacy with God because I don't have it yet. You know, verse, right. verse 13 says, I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet. But one thing I do... Uh, that I do is my own aspiration forgetting what lies behind me and straining forward to what lies ahead I press on forward to the goal to win the prize that God Jesus and Christ Jesus is calling us to upward exactly you know he's exactly. so, so he's talking about how it's something I'm still pursuing even with everything I've achieved and everything that the Lord has achieved through me I don't feel that I have I, I, I have not yet completely laid hold of what this is right and what what it means to be a follower of christ well let me back let me roll it back just a wee bit yeah. here uh back into that verse because in getting a view in developing a vision mm -hmm. uh, in establishing a vocation and that word vocation if you look back in the, into the etymology of that uh in the 15th century that came out of a word meaning summons and it and mm -hmm. it's had a specific uh, focus to the to the summoning into a divine position, okay. a calling, okay, a calling. okay, and and so Paul uh, Paul Paul affirms that here in in using that term is a very very succinct term even in later times as it's translated in the English and so forth, but his focus was based on the fact of the notice here back look back with me if you will. In verse 8, the surpassing value of mm -hmm. knowing God. He realized, and, you know, we wonder why, why, why people don't go to church like we would love to see that mm -hmm. happen. Why people don't seem to have a devotion uh, to the Lord as they did. Because there has been a loss of that acknowledgement of value, I believe. Um, we put our and we've put our our prior. I think it is a thing of priorities too. We've put priority on so many other things. But Paul here basically says there's a value here that surpasses all else in my life. Yeah. His his coming to the Lord meant that, and I think this is why Jesus established that from the get go. Nicodemus, you must be born again. Right. And and in that experience of being born again. Now, a lot of folks say, well, I'm Christian because that's what my parents were, that's what my grandparents mm. were, <laughs> all this type of thing. Well, that type of thinking led to the first, uh, if you were, what was left behind at the first awakening in this country because so many people in the early days of the colonies were part of the churches that were based on church that came overseas and were established here mm -hmm. and, and began to have that Americanization of its own character, mm -hmm. you know. But the fact of the matter is, as the gen new generations came in, a lot of them considered themselves Christian because of the church they were attached to. Because right. they were born, and some of those were baptized in the church as babies, mm -hmm. you see. And now some of the groups that came into America were the, what were called the Anabaptists, are those who were against child or infant baptism. Mm 
mm-hmm. and they believed that those who were baptized should be baptized according to the scripture, those who willingly made a commitment and a decision. Now, that didn't take away from the, the sincerity of many, many, many people who were in the other kind of churches that believed that they were baptizing children in advance Mm-hmm. And then, as the, and then, with the understanding, those children would be in a, in, a, in a form of bringing up or a catechism of of knowledge in Christ, and then they would confirm that as they came into an age of accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some struggle with that today. As as we worked in the international field for a yeah. number of years, uh, you recall we had folks from so many different backgrounds, mm-hmm. but we always tried to be very sensitive to acknowledge. The fact, and so some of you that are watching, in fact, we know there's a good many uh, internationals, and hey, we're glad to have you, um, brothers, sisters, glad to have you. And we realize coming from so many different backgrounds, we appreciate the word of God that you've received as a child. Yes. And then, of course, we can respect the church dogma that has brought you to a point of seeking. Right. You know, uh, you're, you're a seeker too, you know. Right. We're all, and, and, and some of us that came up in the Anabaptist tradition were not baptized as children. And we realized we, as children, we began asking questions. Well, why did that person last week at church go, go into the baptismal water? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. We would ask our parents, and, and in some cases, you know, parents direct them to the pastor or youth minister or someone, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then the processes get started. And, you right. know, the Lord starts working. Ultimately, faith is identified. Mm-hmm. And when that faith becomes extremely evident, then action is taken on that. Now, we've had adults that we saw ultimately desire and ask for believers' baptism uh, to be immersed in the water as an acknowledging adult believer. Mm-hmm. And we would do that. And as, as we were doing that, acknowledge and be thankful for their heritage. Right. And for what brought them there, because, you know, we're all on the journey. Mm-hmm. And, and whether some folks even ever give God a thought or our church a thought or anything else, we're all part on a spiritual journey, aren't we? Mm-hmm. we I are. mean, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so Paul says here, I value I, beyond all else my knowledge of the Lord. And I want to know the Son, he said there, knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, because everything else I consider is garbage or rubbish. You see, so that I might gain Christ Jesus. I want to know the Lord. I just don't want to know about him. I I just don't want to be a philosopher of him. Right. A historian of of him or something. I I want to know him. Right. I I want to have a walk with the Lord God. And so that's why as you move on there, he says, to be found in him, verse Mm 9, to be found in him is so important. That's when you start getting a view. Right. That's when you, uh, a vision begins to form that goes beyond your human self. Right. Be, be, you know, and you begin to realize that you know, the Lord is working in and through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned marriage a while ago. You know, right. And when you, have, when you have, of course, the script, Paul talked about the importance of not being unequally yoked. Right. You have a believing wife or husband, mm-hmm. believing children around you. It is such a blessing because many times, even in our weaker moments, then sometimes our spouse will say, well, is, you know, you, we'll, we'll make a comment. In fact, I did that recently. I'll make a comment. And, and the wife just stops and says, well, was that not the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Yeah. yeah and I'll maybe. go, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that also, I think that ties in directly to this. As we look to gaining a vision uh, and a, and a life, life focus based in Christ, yeah. how much of 
Christ's teaching are you ingesting? How much of there you go. the the Bible are you ingesting? You've heard me say on this podcast before mm-hmm. that the Bible serves as a lexicon and it serves as a dictionary to understand the movings of the Spirit. And it and because what what God what Jesus said before before He departed, and what He told them was, "I'm sending you a Helper." Uh, right. the, the spirit and what he will do is he will remind you of everything I have taught you. Right. And so as Paul here is talking about pursuing and becoming more intimately acquainted with knowing Jesus Christ, right. with knowing Christ, what he's doing is he's studying the word and the teachings and the truth of the ministry of Christ so that the spirit can awaken in him and teach him more and show him more because the more words you have and the more, the more truth you have in you, the the more effective the transformation can be. You know, right. we were talking about how everybody is on a spiritual journey, whether you acknowledge God or not. Everybody has everybody has a spirit man. It's whether or not all you've been fe- feeding your spirit man is junk food. Because what you're okay. doing is, so what is that? Is that a healthy spirit, or is that a or is that a, a spirit that can't get off the couch? Yeah. You have a 600-pound spirit that can't get off the couch or lift a finger to do anything? Or do you have a spirit that's being fed by, like Dad started our podcast off saying, are you fed, feeding him meat? Are you feeding him vegetables? Are you getting the word and the nutrition, the spiritual nutrition of God's teaching to your spirit right. so that you can move forward and so that your spirit can be healthy and so that you can have a worldview and a mindset and a spirit vision of Christ that is relational. Because, see, right. that's just it. A lot of people watch watch people like Pastor Clark and I, Dad and I, talk about the Word of God and talk about Jesus and talk about being in church and all that. Right. And they're like, they don't get it. They don't understand. Why would we spend all of our time on a podcast talking about this? And, oh, well, they're just after what's in my wallet, and they're just doing this and that that because mm-hmm. they couldn't really? hack it as actors or rock stars or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. All right. Yeah. But the fact cool. of the matter is, no, the reason we're excited to sit here and talk about the Word of God, the reason we're excited to talk about what's going on in our lives and in our churches is it's the relationship that we have. See, Jesus Christ, while, while he is not a person currently walking on the face of the earth, he is in my life every single day. Yeah, he right. is somebody that I communicate with on a constant basis through the Holy Spirit, through the reading of his word and the, the, the experience of his love in my life. You know, it's an experiential truth. We, we say that on the podcast all the That's time. Right. This is something that to be experienced. It's not just words on a page. It's not just quips on a podcast it's truth to be experienced relationally right Uh, what's your desire paul's desire he says there in verse 10 and 11 Mm -hmm. he says i want to know christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead i want to suffer with him sharing in his death going into verse 11 so that one way or another i will experience the resurrection from the dead Paul says, I want the power. I, mm-hmm. I want to know him, and I want to know what that power is that gives me the, the understanding. Do I turn right? Do I turn left? Do I know that mm-hmm. God is with me always? Do I, you know, and all of that is based in faith in him, and that's, that's what takes us into that, uh, that 12th and 13th verse where he says, I, I press on. There's, there's, mm-hmm. He says there's absolutely something you've got to do here, and he mm-hmm. says, I press on to possess that perfection from Mm -hmm. which Christ Jesus first possessed me. 
Now, Paul's going to continue to say he's not a perfect man in the no. sense of, you know, he, you know, he had his faults. He was still in flesh right up That's to the right. day he died because he died. He died in the flesh, you mm-hmm. know, that he was raised up. Now, I'll tell you, Paul went to be with the Lord the moment, just like he promised in his letter to the Corinthians, you know, when, when he passed from this tabernacle of a body, when he saw took his last breath on this earth, he was with the Lord. That's right. You know, he said, for to be dead in Christ is, is, is to gain. And he gained that life. And he, he, then he came into the fullness of that perfection. That's right. But that doesn't mean we can't walk in it now. In fact, he says, I'm pressing into it. Mm-hmm. See, and I think there's the attitude right. that takes us beyond resolutions, uh, beyond what, oh, I hope this year of 2023 I can be this or that. No, no, no. You know, you can do. I can, in fact, in this same book mm-hmm. of Philippians, he says, I can do all things through Christ. Who gives me strength? Mm-hmm. So you say he says I can I can press on, mm-hmm. you know we can, we can all agree we need improvement and right. so Paul says I can press on I can lay hold in fact that's what he says I can press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me you see God brings us to Himself as we draw to Him He draws to us like James says and 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 then he says here. Um, about like I got excited, about lost my place. He, <laughs> he said, brothers and sisters, I've not achieved, but I focus on this one thing. I'm forgetting the past. And something that's essential to pressing on mm-hmm. is not keeping your focus on past mistakes. No. You know, we learn from those things. Right. And, and you know, that's, that's one thing we try, you know, one thing we need to encourage young people in and all because, you know, you know how it is being a teenager or a young adult? You, you 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 try to test the waters in a lot of different mm-hmm. things. We got to know that there's forgiveness in Christ Jesus, right. and if we go to Him and we confess to Him, He's faithful and just. First John chapter one, faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us, mm-hmm. and then we cannot keep looking back over our shoulder. That's right. Paul yes. said, "What press on, mm-hmm. and and as you press on, lay hold." lay hold of that which Christ has already laid hold of me, and then absolutely that thing you have to do, verse 13. Read, read verse 13 in the Amplified, would you? Sorry. No, no, that's okay. All right, verse 13. I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured or made it my own yet, but one thing I do, it is my one aspiration, is forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. There you go. Yeah. Well, there's the key of it. See right there, very plain English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, am- the amplification of the, the language itself is right there. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're forgetting the past. We're reaching or strain. You hear that, straining forward. Sometimes, you know, it's just like trying to reach under the couch and get something that's, <laughs> you know, just up under there. And then you wonder, you should, I should have just lifted the front end of the couch up and got the thing. <laughs> you're straining. You're, you're pressing, you know, to grab a hold. And to take hold of what God would have you. Now, it's not the fact that God's trying to lead us on like the donkey with the carrot or something like that. Not at all. Some people take it to mean that. That's not it at all. But God wants to know that we're doing our part. That we're pressing into him because he's pressing toward us. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul has given us really the secret of how he walked with the Lord here. Mm-hmm. Forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. Mm-hmm. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize 
for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. God wants us to do it. He's, he's, there, at the, he's there at the victory line saying, come on, come on, come on. You can do it, child. You can do it. And we need to press on. Uh, you know, Paul, he goes on to say in that verse 15, he says, let all those who are spiritually mature agree on these things. We need to agree on these things. And we need to encourage one another. Hey, if you see somebody struggling, encourage them. Say, hey, brother, hey, sister, come on. Mm -hmm. Come on. You know, that's, that's what Jesus did. Uh, I, had, I had, was looking back in the Gospel of Luke at some examples. Uh, you know, when, when, when the one man that was so infirm, so um, infirmed and so sick, uh, where, as I was back over in Luke chapter 5, mm -hmm. uh, Robert, um, I don't know if I told you about, mentioned that to you. I thought we might go there for a second. And, and it said there were men carrying this man in a bed. He could not even come on his own. You know, you may know someone today that's in that kind of shape. They just they cannot even do for themselves, and, you, and you, maybe they need some carrying. Maybe they need some physical help. You know, but they literally removed portions of 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 the man's house where this where the meeting with the Lord was going on, and they lowered this man down into the meeting area where Jesus was speaking and and teaching. And, and it said there, seeing their faith. Okay, this is Luke chapter 5 and verse 20. He said, friend, your sins are forgiven you. They're forgiven. And, and, he, and he says, you, he, verse 23 says, he tells them, your sins are forgiven you. Get up and walk. Walk on out of here. And, you know, in the midst of all this, we've got scribes and Pharisees. We had some of the religious elite of the day that were having a problem. Oh, man, they were having a problem. And you might notice it had nothing to do with the man itself. Did any of them go to assist this man? No. In fact, their problem was with Jesus. <laughs> and what is, it, what is it they say to the Lord? You know, who are you? Who are you to say <laughs> your sins are? They were, they were all in a wad here about the fact that Jesus had forgiven this man his sins. And so they were wanting to get into a, a, a theological mud-throwing thing here, you know? Yeah. But the hilarious thing about it is, is the, the religious elders and all that, what they missed was is that as God did this and as he, he said that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins and he told that paralyzed yeah. man to get up, take your stretcher, and go home immediately, yeah. then everyone was astounded giving the glory to God. There you go. There you go. Everybody present understood that the glory did not belong to Jesus in that that's moment, right. but to the Father. You see, that was one, that's one of the things here to clearly understand <laughs> Amen. is that when, when right. genuine miracles occur, when genuine faith is demonstrated, it is self-evident that the glory does not go to the person whom the miracle was funneled through, but that all the glory goes to God. Everything that Dad and I are doing today, every, yeah. everything we are sharing is from the prompting of the Spirit. It's not just because yeah. we've spent Amen. the time studying. It's not just because of that. Yes, all those things have allowed the Spirit to speak to us more clearly because we have a, a communication language with our spirit man. Right. But the fact of the matter is, all the glory to all of this goes to God the Father. 
That's you right. see, that was one of the that's one of the things we were talking about when we talk about this transformation and pushing and Paul talking about pushing into God and pushing into the pursuit of a connection to God is so that he can become more acquainted with the glory of the master. Amen. Amen. Is to become more right. acquainted with the Father. Because see, we're not all just pursuing that eternal life, but rather we're pursuing that relationship, that reconnection, that you know, that uh, that re, you know, that re, re reunification. There you go. With our Father. That's right. Because see, that's how we were designed. Whether or not you want to admit it or not, you were designed by a Creator that wanted to have a relationship with you. We we as a human species were designed to be the partners of God and have a relationship with him and walk with him in the garden daily. So every molecule of our being that is not that is not obsessed with sin and the only way it cannot That's be obsessed right. with sin is to be saturated in the word of God yes. is pursuing that reunification with God. It's pursuing that's that right. reconnection of God. So when we say we're seeking a vision that, that's rooted in the knowledge and relationship of Christ, we're not just pursuing, oh, well, I want to I wanna do well this year. I want to be a better person. I want to you know, achieve this, and I want to, I want to, I want to. We're right. not seeking just right. the self-gratification and the yep. positive things and the authority and the strength that comes from this. But we're seeking a better understanding of how God is working in our lives so that we can give him more honor. We can give him more glory. We can, re we can be more thankful because you yes. see what yes. the scripture will teach you. And you can find this all throughout scripture is God's will for our lives is to be thankful. He yeah, wants humanity right. to refer, return to a state where they're just grateful because they're actively receiving and understanding what the creator did in Amen. the manifestation of the universe. Absolutely. And so that's, and that's how chapter three of Philippians opens up. In fact, right. cause you know, you're talking later on here from Luke five, when Jesus is ministering, they're live and in person, right? right? You see really another another picture, the very same thing going on. When chapter 3 opens in Philippians, he says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. That literal language here means go on rejoicing. Yep. So Robert hit it right on the head. Go on rejoicing, and to write the same things again is no trouble to me, he says. Mm -hmm. And it is a safeguard for you. And then he goes on to say, beware of dogs. You go, What? <laughs> what does that have to do? Well, he's referring to, much like the Lord did, by the way, uh -huh. to those, he said, of the evil workers of the false circumcision. In other words, there were people that would come in amongst the congregation, even in Philippi, mm -hmm. and try to get into theological debates, right. theological issues that where there's never an answer, but only more questions mm -hmm. and more, well, but what if, what if, what if? And the, but where was the focus? What is? Yeah, what is? Exactly. <laughs> Did you hear it? Get that? What, what is? is? We don't need to focus on what if. You need to focus on what is. And ultimately, that's why Paul says, you want to brag in the flesh? I can go there all day. But, and notice, when you look there in chapter 3, you notice that's only like one and a half or two verses. Mm -hmm. That little listing, that little resume, as I call it. But he immediately goes where? I want to be found in Christ. I want to press on to the Lord. I want to lay hold of him as he's laid hold of me. And literally verse 8 and 9 talks. In fact, I believe there is a 
translation of that that uses the word unify. Mm -hmm. I want to be found in him. Literally, when he says to gain the Lord or to be found in him, he's talking about unified, to be that. You right. were talking about that, that yeah. unity in the Lord. Right. When we're one in the Lord, one in the Spirit, dear friend, all things are possible. That's right. Because that's what God does. Remember what Jesus said? His testimony, when people accused him of this, they even accused him of being the devil himself. Yep. He says, all that I say and all that I do is to please my Father. Mm -hmm. When he said the Holy Spirit would come after his ascension, the Holy Spirit was going to come to do what? Affirm who Jesus was yep. and to remind them of everything he said. Because yep. Jesus had said, you're going to ju be judged by the word itself. So if you're not riding this ride, dear friend, you better beware because this word is what's going to judge us all right here. You see, and it's important. Paul says, I'm pressing on here. I'm laying hold on here. I'm going to, I'm not going to focus on what was behind because he could have been boo-hooing the rest of his life. He could have got a crowd everywhere he went, boo-hooing about what a horrible fellow he had been all the way up to the Damascus road. Yep. And I've known folks like that, you know. I saw a brother taken aside one time and very lovingly brought back in the path by a, by a, by a mature and elder minister and a guy that was, you know, making the, making the routes through churches and he was, had been a celebrity at one time. But most of his testimony was all about the past yep. and all about what a sorry fella he was. Yep. And, this, and at, at the end of the service, this, this older minister, and I tell you, he's just an old country minister, and he said, you know, brother, I need to share something with you. And I was standing right there, and he very lovingly shared with this man. He said, you know, that's a wonderful testimony. But, dear friend, he said, you spent more time talking about the old sorry so-and-so you were than the, the new person you became in Jesus Christ. He said, something's got to change there. He says, because people came here not to hear about the past, but to see who you are now, what is, and what's moving forward in Christ Jesus. And it changed that man's testimony. Man, he repented of that thing, and as far as I know, he turned his whole presentation around from that point on. That and see, that's where that's where that's where iron sharpens iron, isn't it? Right. That's exactly right. You know? Well, we're we're called to that. We're called to be those people that call each other into into check. Yeah. We're called to be that. You know, and yeah, and, back and, into unity. Back into unity. <laughs> back into the and unity. That's, yeah. You know. I'm blessed because in our youth, in the youth program that I work, I have three amazing volunteers and we spend Amen. time every week in preparation for our lessons Great. and we get unified on what we're going to present. And then when it comes time to present it, especially if I'm teaching, a lot of times I, I make a note when I, when I say things out of scripture and when I make points that seem outlandish in the flesh. I make a note to look at certain members of the youth staff to make sure that they're with me. Because what I want to make sure is that I'm presenting the word of God as clearly as possible. Amen. And if the people that know what Amen. I'm talking about, if the people that know what I'm discussing get confused or lost, I need to be aware of that. Because guess what? Those of you that are those that are not, the seekers and the, the teenagers that are watching, they don't even know where I'm coming from. So if they don't understand, if I'm not communicating clearly... I need to be called on the carpet. Amen. And sometimes I'll even challenge my other youth volunteers. I'll say, doesn't that make sense? Or you know where I'm going with that. And nine times out of ten, they'll be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And they'll respond Amen. with the corresponding 
idea or corresponding answer to the statement in question. But see, what we have to do is make sure that we're staying on the path and not stepping off into other things, stepping off into pseudo truths or mixing too much of our selves into the presentation of the word of the gospel. Yes, You know, that's one of the things that is so clear all throughout Jesus' ministry and all throughout Paul's ministry and all throughout the New Testament is you see these people who are offering explanation to the truth that's already taught, but they're not changing what has been. Jesus didn't come and rewrite the word of God. He merely provided a a spirit-filled interpretation and explanation and edification to filled that. Filled it full. He filled it he full. He filled it That's full. why he says That's that. Right. I did not come to eradicate the law, but to fulfill it. That's right. That's why he says that. That's is Because right. he wants people to understand, like, look, I'm not changing it or manipulating it or doing away with anything that has been. What I'm telling you, this is what is, but you really need to understand what it is. That's right. And what it is is all these things are love. All this law that God gave you was because mm-hmm. he loved you enough to want you to have better. That's and right. he wanted you to do better. And he wanted to be able to be in relationship with you. Right. He got tired. God, God literally, as you walk, read through the Old Testament, and the reason Jesus had to come is he got tired of dropping the spirit in and having to retract it because the people couldn't, couldn't be obedient, yeah. couldn't hold true to their word. So he sent Jesus as a sacrifice and as a payment for that. That's right. And then as Jesus left, he said, now I'm going to send the spirit and he's going to stay with you. I'm going to send the spirit and he's going to abide. He's going to live amongst you and he's going to live and he's going to thrive and he's going to bring in you that he's going to bring to life that word that is inside of you. That's right. What I've already taught you will be illuminated and you'll be able to live by it. Amen. And that's why it talks about the early church, raising people from the dead, healing people, speaking against things because right. they were living in a spirit filled life that where the word of God was going in at such a, such a heavy rate and such a constant rate. And the spirit was able to communicate clearly and they were seeing what God was doing. And then they were giving all the glory to him. Amen. They weren't That's keeping right. the glory for themselves. No, no, no. They were keeping the glory to God. That's right. They were being thankful for what he was doing. That's right. They were giving of themselves. That's and right. That's, and and that's what we're trying to grasp hold of in this 2023. Right. Because, see, it's not about what happened in 2022. It's about right now. It's about this day and what's happening on this day. Because what it is, is there's a living God who loves you, who loves me, who loves <laughs> Pastor Rick. And what he's doing is he's awakening scripture in our lives so that we have the authority to help people and to love people on his behalf. That's right. And he, where he have the authority to come before the throne and say, thanks, Dad. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being that person, that spirit, that being that loved me enough not to give up on me. That's right. Amen. And Amen. so that's where we're at. That's what we're pursuing. That's what we're striving for here in 2023. That's right. So as you make your life choices and decisions and all that yes get into a mode where you're not just pursuing what you want not just pursuing what you need not just pursuing what's best for the i the ego Mm -hmm. the me the Mm -hmm. emotional state that you're in 
But start yes. pursuing the vision that God has of you. That's right. Start Praise pursuing God. the vision that God wants for you. What is? Because there's a prize coming if you're obedient to the word and you believe by faith and you take hold of that truth and you repent and you just say, I believe that Jesus Christ was the son of God. That's right. I believe Amen. that he came, Amen. he lived, he ministered, he died, and then he rose again victorious over death in the grave. That's right. Defeating forever the power of the flesh over the spirit. Amen. Amen. So that we could be reunited and reconnected to our Father. Right. That's what he wants that to, to so that we might find ourselves in him. Find ourselves in him. in him. What what do I do? What do I do to do that? In that fifth chapter of Luke, mm -hmm. uh, just after the episode of the man being lowered down, mm -hmm. the man that Jesus said, take up your bed and walk, he said he also noticed a tax collector sitting there. And here Luke, <laughs> Luke gives us his Hebrew name. It was Levi. We know him as Matthew as well over there in the ninth chapter of Matthew. But here in the fifth chapter of Luke, in verse 27, there was a threefold response of this man. He said he noticed this tax collector sitting at the tax booth, and he said, follow me. Follow me. That's all he said. Follow me. And the Lord has something he wants you to follow him in, maybe today. Maybe he's been talking to you since Christmas Eve or whenever, you know, maybe since the, the turn of the season. Who knows? But you know. God's speaking to you. And it said here, he left everything behind. What did Paul say over here? I'm going to forget that which is behind, mm -hmm. didn't he? And then it said here that Luke, he got up. Mm -hmm. He got up, and then he began to follow him. And that's Matthew. He's going to be the one that writes the whole perspective, the, the Jewish perspective of Christ, of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each one has a, a different perspective of the person of Jesus Christ. And it was as simple as the Lord saying, follow me. And he said, yes. And so what did he do? He left everything. He left everything that gave him his comfort, mm -hmm. his, his every, you know, he left everything. Okay, that's what it says. He got up <laughs> and he began to follow him. Yep. He said, that's just too easy. No, by faith, you're going to take a lot of faith there. It's going to be work, isn't it, Mark, yeah. uh, Robert? It's going to be work. And so what did Paul say? Forgetting the past, mm -hmm. I'm reaching forward for what God has ahead for me. Uh -huh. And that's what Paul encourages the Philippian church to do. Years later, now after Jesus has already died on the cross and risen from the grave and ascended, and the early churches are already formed and spreading, and Paul says to the churches, this is exactly what we still have to do. So can I encourage you to do that today, to get a view for the future, your future, to, to have that transformation and transition of your life today? Can we, can we pray for you? Can we just ask the Lord to help you realize and by faith count those other things as loss and grab hold of the surpassing value of the person of Jesus Christ? So that you step on him from here on out into 2023, a refreshed and a renewed person. Don't let those other things drag you back. Press on to what God has for you today. And let us know. Give us a holler. We'd love to hear from you. And we encourage you. We pray for you. 
and you pray for us as well. But do that today, would you? How, what should we do? Should we just pray right yeah, now? Let's just pray right now. Father in heaven, we thank you for these wonderful folks that are dialing us in, clicking on and, and spending some time in the word, riding the ride. And God, we thank you. You are such a blessing to us because, Lord, you just want to change us and help us to be better and better and more and more. And, Lord Jesus, we worship you today. If we've not had faith in you, maybe today's the day when we say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins and come into my life, be my Lord and Savior. And we just thank you, Lord. If someone, if someone or some number of people have made that decision today, just to let us know and let us encourage you in what you should do next. Lord, just, we just pray you will open up and, and reveal a good Bible, Bible preaching and honoring church, one that lifts up the person of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that this person could become a part of and be baptized at and, and follow after you as a baptized believer. And, Lord, we thank you today for the living word that it cuts right into where we need to be cut. <laughs> and Lord, you bless everyone here today that's listening. And may we all encourage others in this year of 2023 to forget that which is behind and to press on ahead to that which you have for us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 Thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Gonzo Bible Study. Amen. It's been a pleasure to be in the Word of God today. Amen. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. And we look forward to hearing from you. Amen. Have a great afternoon. All things are possible.